I bloody love fantasy football. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the I Bloody Love Fantasy Football Podcast, an Irish FPL podcast where two men give out brilliant advice and ignore it all themselves. I'm Paddy Stapleton. And I'm Robbie Keane, but not that one. This episode is called Jesus Christ, How Mighty. Uh, when we come up with ourselves, I'm like the uh, the assist maker. I bet three players cross it in and Robbie put the nice finish on it with Haaland. We were happy with it, Robbie. Paddy came up with um, Jesus Christ and then I, I, I had an epiphany and seen... Hal Mighty, so I said, I just texted Paddy and said, what about that? So that was, uh, you know, a good teamwork this week. To, the to little Pippo and Zaggy finished taking That's all the glory. Just, just took all the glory, finished <laughs> it off nicely. A couple of the other names we had this week. He's gone and Evan done it again. Maddis on a bad weekend, cash out after his uh, his own goal. Evan Almighty and go on my son. I was just thinking about Evan Ferguson. There's probably some young fella, you know, around Evan Ferguson's age, same name. And he's in for a life of torture. When he rings somewhere, you know, oh, is it going to be wondering at you, that Evan Ferguson? And you know, in 20 years' time, you could be doing a podcast saying, I'm Evan Ferguson, but not that one. You know, so best luck to you, Evan Ferguson, wherever you are. To all the Evan Ferguson's in the world. How was your game week, Robbie? Average, as usual. Three points above average. Uh, nothing really happened. I captained the right person for a change. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just I'm looking at my team and frustrated. But I have to keep reminding myself it's four game weeks in. It's four game weeks in. <laughs> Although I did have a few lads texting me about, you know, Saturday night. I had five midfielders to go. Yeah. Saying, oh, Robbie, you're rubbish, at, you're rubbish at fancy football and you're doing a podcast. What are you doing? You know, I think the word was podcast plum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I presume this fellow had a few, few, few drinks on him. But it was nice when I'm done the Sunday even when, you know, a couple of games later... I'm back ahead Sad of him. So, you know, that, that, was, that kept me going on Sunday. I, I, I kept my mouth closed until after the game week. Well, I was, was bang on the average score of 72. Like you, Sunday kind of rescued me a little bit out of Odegaard and Rashford. So it was a glorious minute for me, even though it was annoyed Arsenal equalised. And like that, time will come. Haaland skewed it all this week, but we come back to the whole week later on. Hmm. Let's get straight into it, uh, as usual, with our good, the bad and the ugly from the week. What's your good? It can only be captain in Haaland and getting the 20 points. Yeah. So that was, you know, that you, you're you not going to complain of that when you get a 20-point captain. No. Even though you know the whole world has him. Well, that's my good as well, but a little bit of a twist in it. The good for me is that my captaincy is now sorted for the year. There's no more messing around. Haaland delivered. Hat-trick assist. 20 points. So 40 overall. What's the point in, in, in messing with it from now on? I mean, friend of the show, Ray McNally, our listener in Germany... We love you, Ray, but what were you thinking, Captain Chilwell, when Alan was at home against Fulham? I like to think you were messing around and forgot about it, Ray, but uh, I, I just, I can't it's, let, it's, it's you're funny. losing too, it's too much risk. as opposed to you say that, because the next game week, Son is at home to Sheffield United, and Haaland's away to West Ham. I, I don't care, I'm taking the frustration out. There's too many people on Haaland, and the game isn't worth it. Um, I learned that the first week and like that yeah how could you go against it but again I'm tempted because you've got you know the Moisoya the Moisoya is taking on Man City when we get back Moisoya <laughs> and you've got you've got Salah at home to or away to Wolves there are options there are options and especially when you see how West Ham played against Brighton 
Could they do the same to City? I don't think so, but you're taking that chance. But, but again, I thought West Ham did really well. We'll get to the games, but I was very impressed with them against Luton because that was a team that was going to stifle them. Yeah. And City would be a, a team more suited to them, where they don't have much possession, but they'll hit them. It's it's an interesting one, but I, I, I'm I done. Haaland is captain, end of. I'm not annoying myself anymore. For the so Parma captain Haaland? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It I is the safest play. It is, yeah. It's I, We should have been safer since game week one, but... Anyway, what's your bad? My bad is Salah. And I know that sounds strange. He's delivering something every week. He's got an assist or a goal. And yet he's not getting the second assist or another goal or a Leading goal and bonus assist. Points. He's, just get, he's got no bonus points this year. And you know unless he does something outrageous, he's not getting the bonus point. And it's very frustrating watching. He seems to be playing that little bit deeper. It's, it's, it's strange because... He's delivering like ten games in a row now. He's delivered, yeah. but like that, he's just he's just he 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 guarantees you pretty much an average of five six points a game. That's your game. But at the minute, he doesn't seem to be hauling. Okay. Whereas, when you've got players that, you know, like you you're looking for a double digit return. When you've a twelve and a half million player, you're expecting more than that. Yeah. Like so it's it's frustrating watching him because you know I built my team around him, and that was the strategy I took. And whereas he, you can say he is delivering, he's not delivering what I need for me to be making inroads. Just like being there, yeah. When, when you a, see all the other midfielders and the ground people are ki- they're killing me with it. It's a tough one because if you're an optimist, you'll think, right, he hasn't hold yet, so he's going to. Yeah. And he may hit big, but if you're a pessimist, it's like, he's getting his five, six points. That's not enough for me. I need to get rid of him. I, but he's my, not. My advice was to avoid him the first few weeks. I don't know if that's good or bad advice yet. No, I think it is. Looking but it depends who you brought in. In hindsight, looking back with the choice of midfielders, your team with Salah was pretty hamstrung because your budget was more tied up. Yeah. And it was a, it was a strategy I took. And unfortunately, I'm probably looking now having the wildcard. Really? Yeah, and I didn't want to. We'll talk about wildcard strategy shortly, but I didn't want to. I still haven't decided if I'm going to. But, but he's get, you didn't think four weeks in, you'd be thinking, I need to get rid of Salah and rebuild my team. No. Yeah, okay. My bad is, and it's it's Evan Ferguson. I mm. think I must have mentioned him every, I think I did mention him every single week we've been on here about how he was due a run and I'd bring him in. Yeah, you have a serious man crushing him. I do, I think he's brilliant, but he I didn't brilliant. see him being so good against Newcastle. I thought Newcastle were better. He scored 17 points. He looks like an absolute, the, the talk around him now is huge. Like you were listening to, I was listening to the Shearer and Lineker and Mickey Richard podcast and they love him. And you're wondering, did Zerbi purposely not play him for the first few game weeks because he was worried he might be sold? I mean, if you look at it, if he had done this in the first two weeks, there's Chelsea with unlimited funds. Liverpool might have thought, let's ditch Salah and bring in the new young kid. Man United probably didn't have the money, they might have looked at him. Spurs had a hundred million bun and hole in their pocket after yeah. Kane. Was the manager really clever? It was Mickey Brennan, who's one of our... our, our that's, a, that, that's an interesting point and it's the Spurs one with Kane going they deserve you think Spurs he could because it's funny you say that I look at Evan Ferguson and you see Kane and I see Harry Kane he's built like him he finishes like him he plays like him he's absolutely top class I you know I, I wonder is there more to the, to the injury with the Ireland game than me and I know what they say was the Irish physios but yeah, that, he's, that he's out injured and then he was deserve you protecting him uh, who's your ugly my team. <laughs> it's just a mess. And it's all, it's all because of Salah. It's, it's like, like I, I got a little bit of hope there when I seen I thought, oh, a bit of good luck. Oh, look, he's coming on. Bailey's coming on. And he's going to play the, 
the, the minutes as well. And then he, he subbed, he got subbed off. That's how bad he was. He got subbed on and off. He got subbed on oh, and then got subbed off. I didn't realise that. I knew he came on early. Yeah, and did look nothing. So I got bad, burnt badly with Garnacho and Bailey. But I knew what I was getting into. I, I had to take that chance on them to get yeah. Salah in. It didn't work for me. My team is a mess. <laughs> Jackson's another fella. He's yeah, just, I, I, I have to say, I, I'm... I'm and again, I went against my own advice. You want to be picking proven fantasy football players. I took a chance on Jackson and I stuck with him and stuck with him and stuck with him. And, and you could have had Ferguson in at six million. I would, I, I, I would, million ne- I, I, I would never have had Ferguson. I might have had Wissa and had a million then to go with my six and a half million mid, mid, midfielder. So I would have had maybe, I wouldn't have Wissa and Anbomo, but I might have had Matoma. Yeah. Or I might have had someone else like that. And it's all what ifs or whatever. But I am annoyed. Jackson, again, it was, it was a rookie mistake. It was a terrible error. Because I read too much into preseason. Yeah. Same he's as. A, he's a donkey. He's rubbish. Like that miss was shocking. It was pretty bad. And you know what? I watched the game against Luton and everybody's talking about how great he was. And I kind of thought to myself, he was okay. But I, I listened to them. I listened to people who know more than me going, he was brilliant. Oh, so Against Liverpool, he had a couple of chances, Alisson made says, and everyone was saying, oh, he's going to come good. But we were doing the same. And then he did the, the, the next game. And I was like, yeah, so, I, so I'm, I'm done with him. I, yeah. I can't be li- waiting on him every week. Me too. My it's, ugly is Hung Ming Son. Mm. How did I not see that he would become the man? And... I put my faith in Richarlison. Like, what the yeah, hell is was... wrong with me? And I said to Zeph, he's going to come good, he's going to come good. But if good. you were jumping off Richarlison after he But I'm sitting so... with three million in the bank. Yeah, that's what I mean. You could have ju- it was an easy jump. And it was like, he's going to play. And even this week, I didn't take him out because I didn't want to cost four points. I knew Son would play up front. And I, I wasn't sure he'd get a hat. Well, no, I didn't know he'd get a hat that's, at all. That's really frustrating. When you know something's going to happen and you don't want to about it. Yeah, and you're thinking, I should have taken the hit, but hindsight is easy. But to think after two weeks of Richarlison being terrible... I didn't think... Now, we spoke last week, I was hamstrung by my injuries that I had to get rid of defenders. But do you know what else we could say? We looked at Spurs, right? There were yeah. great and loads of chances. Richardson was dirt. And all it takes was... Well, you knew you knew once someone went into that position... Something would happen. Because he's too good. Like, Richardson wasn't that he wasn't getting chances. No, that's he's it. He's just useless. But you know what's the most annoying thing and why it's my ugly? I like to think I know what I'm doing here. How did I not see... Yeah. It's an obvious in hindsight. In, yeah, but it, even... Yeah, it makes... It and we didn't even talk about it last week, but looking back, when you said it, it was like, why did we not see that? Yeah, yeah. that was an obvious one. So we missed that one. Um, and I'm really starting to like Angie. Yeah, I, I think he's great. He's, he seems like a great bloke. He just seems like you go and have a pint and have a bit of crack. Yeah. And did Spurs you? are playing... It, he's making Spurs likeable, which is just... <laughs> Weird. Ugh. Right, let's go through our game week reactions. Let's fly through each game. Yeah. Luton 1, West Ham 2, Friday night... I was following it, um, I listened to updates on the radio, I was driving down to Waterford and um, Jared Bowen scored. James Ward Prowse assisted. James Ward Prowse assist. he didn't get his move to Man City, got his assist. I'm sure Moyes is delighted to still have him. But, I don't think he's a fancy football option. If you're no, Bowen and, Bowen and Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse, yeah. Ward Prowse all over corners. If you're a wild card and you're definitely looking at Ward Prowse. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United Everton, 2 all. And Archer with a stunning debut. And he's going to be on everyone's hit list now at four and a half million. 12 points. We're going to go through our uh, 
our leagues later on, and we'll be talking with a couple of But yeah, he's definitely he's a, he's an enabler now. If if Archer had been early on the season, he could enable. Do you know it's, it's yeah. still looking if if he don't wildcard, I could still look at bringing Archer in for. He's going to start. He's going to play. He might not do much. It could be a flash of the pan, but he's a four point five. Is he four point six now? He's going to play every week. But like that, if I brought Archer in, I could bring him in and, and go four three or a three four three. So, um, what what are Sheffield United fixtures like? That's the thing. They play Tottenham next, whose XGC expected goals conceded is actually way higher than what they have conceded. Really? Yeah. So they are giving chances away, and the thing I don't like about Tottenham, we we get Tottenham, in it, but yeah, they've tough fixtures. See, Sheffield United as well. They're not going to play everything every week. No, and they've got they were Tottenham. They've got West Ham, and then they've got Fulham. Yeah. So you can hold off on them, I suppose. Could be a bit of a bandwagon on him, but again, he's not going to be playing a poor team every week. No. Uh, Brentford, Bournemouth. You, uh, you've you worn people away from him by one, and then at the very end, he scores an absolute cracker with an assist from, was it the little, the touchdown from Collins? Did you see it? I didn't see oh, it. Oh, Nathan Collins is just absolutely But crazy. I was thinking, yeah, there's, like that's two last-minute goals in Bournemouth has got. Yeah. And he's, he, he, like people are going, oh, what does Robbie know? But I mean, it's just like... But he's still getting them. He is getting them, yeah. But I mean, that can't continue. And I know he's got to the good start, but he could go on a, on a run there, five, six games, score nothing. I don't know, Robbie. I think you might be protesting too much. No, but again, two last-minute goals and penalties. He's had two penalties and two last-minute goals. Yeah. There's a lot of luck there. But they all, There is, but they all count. But there's a lot of luck there. Uh, nothing really worth mentioning from Bournemouth. No. Solanke got another goal. Yeah. Which, you know, he, he tends to be... He's doing okay. He is, we won't everybody away from him, but he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing better than I thought he was going to do. The big one, Burnley 2, Spurs 5. This was, there's nearly too much going on here. You have people we recommended. Pedro Paro Udogi with assists. You have Madison with a goal. Oh, Madison, and you know what? <laughs> I was actually coming over, I was thinking, and I was listening, listening to um, to Hosier, and it got me thinking about James Madison, because, <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait till you hear this, right? So I remember watching Hosier, this is about 10 years ago at Electric Picnic, and he came out first and everyone was going about how great he was, and I was like, nah, he's rubbish. Seen him at Electric Picnic, he was rubbish. And I've changed my mind completely, I've gone completely, I love Hosier, I think he's, I think he's amazing. And I'm starting to go that way with James Madison. I'm starting to go that way with James Madison, because he is kind of, he, it's, it, it's like, it is a natural fit, him and Spurs. He really works in that Spurs team. And he, he does pull the strings. Now, I know he was unlucky. He only got... Uh, he got a goal. You know, um, he could have had a couple more assists. He was unlucky only just to get the goal. Yeah, and he was just outside the bonus points as well. Just outside, so... So the decision to be made now, if you are looking at Spurs assets, Madison or Son, you're not going to go both. Or are you? You could, but they're fixtures. That's the thing. They've got Arsenal and they've got Liverpool coming up. Yeah. And that's what, what I'd be a little bit afraid of. They've got, who do they have next? They've got Sheffield United next, which is a nice fixture. Yeah. But then they've Arsenal away. But then that Arsenal game is always tends to be high scoring. Yeah. You know, so like, it wouldn't put me off that type of game. And the way things are, I mean, only two clean sheets this weekend. And then they have... You're uh, looking at defenders who are assisting. And in that one, you have two, per- Poro and Nidogi, both assisting. You've got the Liverpool Spurs game, which could be full of goals. They, yeah. that's, that, that comes after Arsenal so I, like people are looking to think on the fixture ticker with Spurs but yeah it's just who do you go with but there's so much choice in Spurs yeah well I'm, I'm completely getting away from who's going to keep clean sheets because you can't rely on them this season oh clean sheets is out of like, way two clean sheets this week Nottingham Forest and Liverpool You're better neither off. of whom 
like Liverpool dodgy at the back yeah. and yeah help. we'll come to them in a second but but again when you talk about clean sheets if you're looking at your goalkeeper you want a keeper who's making saves yeah that's what you want so you want a keeper like like the Fulham goalkeeper or someone who's taking a lot of yeah. and your tip from the start of the year Brian Hill scored a nice little goal there as well yeah so he, but he's only starting to play now he's only coming in so again he's worth looking at because he, he is their main man whether he wasn't fit or not I'm not sure I don't tend to follow Burnley that closely and then the fixture that shafted an awful lot of people <sighs> Chelsea nil Forest won who saw that coming put all my eggs into the Chelsea best and, and again I did this last year right everyone has this opinion that Chelsea are the Chelsea of European Cup winning yeah. team Champions League club team they finished what 12th last year they're absolutely rubbish. Better manager came in, better. But even the results, players. even the results, they've done nothing to really show. They bet Luton, and everyone went nuts. And we did say, "Oh, Sterling could have a blank." We said, "Be be careful. He's not going to be playing Luton every week." The most transferred in player of the week, Sterling, two points. I brought in Gusto. So when I see, I don't think there's any there's any sin or there's any downside to bringing in Gusto. He's four million. I just thought they'd score a couple of goals against Forrest and Chilwell and Gusto as their winners. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. And I don't think it was a bad decision. I, do, I, do, I really don't. But and then the other side, that man again, Abuniwi. <laughs> What's it going to take for, him to, for us to bring him in? If he was playing for Man United, it was twice the price we'd want him. I know. And it's, it's, it's really, really annoying because he's delivering every, and like every that, week. Like that again, if I had, if I had him instead of Jackson... And I've got another bit. I've got a much better. And do you think it's because of the name of Chelsea that you have Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it, it's so stupid because I t- I tipped up with and I tipped up Awaniwi and I went with Jackson. I think that Awaniwi is this year's Pereira. Everybody had Pereira last year. He was four million, but nobody started him. He was great but value no, midfielder, no. and this year Awaniwi is there. He's there to be picked. Just pick him. Yeah, and no one's and, and, and no one's picking him. And I think he could be in a year where there's no strikers. These are the players we have to look out for now as differentials yeah. because even though no matter what he does no one's going to pick him and I think if you could have him and if you had him and rotating him with a six and a half minute midfielder so he's got Burnley coming up next then he's away to Man City and then he's got Brentford at home he's got nice enough picture Crystal Palace away he's got Luton at home so you you, you want someone if you could rotate him with Awaniwi for that Man City game but even then you can take a chance because <coughs> he scored against Man United look at him he, he scored, scored against, against Arsenal Man United, United and assisted against Chelsea so what is wrong with us why are so we picking him he's fixed, actually I'm talking to him I'm going for him <laughs> I'm going for him Jackson clear off Awaniwi that's it. it yeah it, 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 there's a, that's a no brainer it is and I wonder what's his how many people have him what is his he is only selected by 4.5% yeah he's still a differential a huge differential. Mm. Like, if you look at the other forwards, you have ahead of him, <laughs> wait for this, Isaac, Watkins, Wissa, Joe Pedro, Darwin Nunes, who we don't even know he's going to start, Mubama from West Ham, Ferguson, Nketia, Antonio, Archer, Wilson are all ahead of him. Every week he's delivered against three. And this is this is a continuation from at the end of last season. Yeah. This isn't a, a run. This it's is not a flash in the pan. No, it's definitely not. Okay, people, get on. I know you. I I won't need Learn how to pronounce his name as well. Okay, the other big game of the week, uh, Man City or the big scoring game, Man City five, Fulham one. Uh, three Haaland goals, one Haaland assist, one Alvarez goal, one Alvarez assist, two Alvarez assists. 
There's a lot of people going for Alvarez and Haaland. Any merit in it? Yeah. It's a good strategy. Is because he going to always... Well, obviously... It's the Pepper only Lett, thing that what puts me off him is the Pepper Lett. And it's the same with Foden. Yeah. You've got Alvarez and Foden there and... Yeah, like, and you know, it's really kind of starting. Like, every day, every week I check the team sheets and I see Alvarez and Foden. Yeah. And it's like hiding behind a couch job. Yeah. I'm terrified because I'm not covered at all. All I have is Hal and everyone has him. Again, last week I got punished. Alvarez, Foden got his assist. Yeah. I think Foden is due a big haul. Now, I have to say, did you see the game? No. You didn't see the goal that should have been disallowed? One all, five Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Kanji. Who knows what might have happened, but they're getting the luck. That's what happens to the big teams at home. Uh, next Brighton versus Newcastle so he's all about one man really yeah it was I couldn't believe it because I, I honestly thought Newcastle would be better now I'd say lost a lot three of, out of four games already this year a lot of people cursing Stupinan's clean sheet last Callum Wilson come on yeah and he's another fella if you got a run of games you could you could hang your hat on because he will score a lot of goals get him over two assists nobody talking about him because of the full Ferguson thing no, that midfield. Chelsea would probably buy him for ninety million there. <laughs> buy him back. Buy him back. Very hard to pick their the team, the players in midfield because you don't know who's going to start. No, um, some of them seem nailed on. Matoma. Yeah, gross. March. March, but I don't know. And they've they've a tough run of fixtures coming in. They do, but Ferguson like we thought Newcastle was tough. I'm I'm going to bring in if Ferguson is isn't injured. We come back to the new jerk. If he's not injured, he's definitely coming up to me. If you've had and Ferguson now and Ewe, yeah, super forward line. It is a super forward and it's cheap. Yeah, Crystal Palace three, Wolves two. Finally, an easy delivery. Finally is right, and but and like that, he finally delivers, and then he's he's usurped by Mateta and Edward. Yeah, and we I said I was getting Eze in because I thought if Palace do something, Eze is going to be the main man. It's all going to be Eze. Bonus points and everything. Yeah. And it's not that it's not working out like that at all. But it's only four game weeks in. This could be the one to kick start him. But again, in that game, I mean, you're looking at the game, the assists. Mateta didn't get bonus points, even though he's two assists. Yeah. You've Jose Sa with seven saves. Like, is he the kind of person you want to look for? Even though he's conceded the two, he's getting the point. But 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 that's the thing to to look for is because of his his saves. There's no one keeping clean sheets. No. As I said, the average is, is nearly three goals a game. It's it's a huge goal scoring season. It's 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 fantastic. Then Liverpool three, Aston Villa nil. We predicted this could be four three, so we were half right. <laughs> Liverpool are the second best defense in the league. Only City ahead of them, which is amazing. They've only conceded. They haven't conceded two goals. I have to say, game. I did not expect this game to go this this one sided. No, I fully expected Villa. I like we've been very impressive Villa so far. The Mandy Cash bandwagon got a kick in the teeth with an own goal. Another fellow I flagged out, Shavosley. Yep. He reminds me so much of Stephen Gerrard. But then the other side, Alexander Arnold, who we want people away from. Mm. Three bonus points, clean sheet. It's funny because em- Emery, what he said, he knew the threat of Alexander and he just literally played a blueprint of how not to mark Alexander Arnold. But he moved more into midfield, which we said. It was actually. But Emery, Emery led him with his tactics. But we spoke about it and we said he's not going to start at full back and it was as if Liverpool played three at the back instead of four yeah. to accommodate him and it worked out for them. Maybe well, it was the early goal helped as well. Yeah. They, they did look really good Liverpool. McAllister looked superb. <laughs> Shabazzley was excellent and Curtis Jones, you know, they really controlled that midfield and when you consider that game last at the end of last season where Villa kind of dominated, Douglas Louise had a cracking game, yeah. dominated Liverpool. 
it just shows you the upgrades in midfield that they've had. But then look who's the two assists. Darwin Nunes. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tough it's hard to pick from that. Like Jada did even come on, did nothing. I've Gakpo uh Diaz. I think the way Klopp spoke, I listened to the press conference afterwards and the way Klopp spoke about Nunes, he was so impressed with him, I think he's gonna start the next few games. I'd find it hard to see why he wouldn't after after what he's done. Like two he, goals, he, two goals against Newcastle, two assists against Villa. Going back to preseason, he delivered in every game. Yeah. He's an agent of chaos. Stuff happens with him. Yeah. And I think he's a great fantasy football asset if he guaranteed minutes. Then the final game of the of the weekend, Arsenal three, Man United once. What was it? Uh, Al Pacino said in any given Sunday, it's a game of inches. Millimeters. Millimeters. We'll not get into the thing. decisions because yeah. I had a glorious minute we mentioned earlier on where Rashford scored and then Odegaard scored. So my my cursing of, of them conceding so quickly was couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe Saka's miss. Very no one's very poor. Very poor. He saw it straight at straight at him. Have to say, I thought the left back Dallow and the Saka I thought were excellent. Um, Rice, we flagged him that he was due a goal last week. Yeah, he's been shooting. He's been and shooting. He, he, afterwards, he said that he's shooting more often because yeah. if you don't shoot, you don't score. So maybe these defensive midfielders, Casemiro scored last week, Rice this week. Enzo looks very good. He's very forward for Chelsea. Yeah. But like that, I, I'm sick of Chelsea. I'm yeah. sick of thinking that they're a great team. They're a mid-table yeah, yeah. team. Time to, to set on. The bonus points are interesting, right? Ericsson and Jesus, even though Jesus only came off the bench. He's another option there. Yeah. He's a, back. There's, I think, I think yeah, I, I'm actually going to think you have to go to 3-4-3. Three, three. There's yeah. so many forwards at good prices. After coming score. through, yeah. 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 We were saying at the start of the season there wasn't that many, but now you've got Evan Ferguson, you've got Jesus... Awaniwi, Wissa, yeah. Darwin, yeah. all these players to Coming go alongside Haaland, to go along, you know. Rashford took, I thought Rashford's goal was an absolute brilliant goal. I think yeah. in, in the aftermath of the game that we talked about it, they played on the break, Ericsson with a lovely pass through to him and he finished it so well. Like if he's coming in off the left like that, I thought Hoyland looked really good. I thought he should have had a penalty. I don't think there was enough talk about it. I know you don't agree. Well, didn't, agree he, to that. didn't even go to VAR, which it should have. Yeah, I, I, I'm a bitter Man United fan after it. It was a great game. It was a very, I was exhausted after the game. I was, I was shattered I, after because it, it had everything. What? Okay, let's do our knee jerk reactions to the week. Uh, I'll go first on this one. So my knee jerk reaction was: I need to get rid of Pickford. I need to get Ferguson in. But when you take a cold hard look at it a couple of days later, like the knee jerk reaction would do this Saturday or Sunday. Who are you going to bring in for Pickford? Now, I do. I will eventually get rid of Pickford. But you look at all the other keepers there. There's nobody scoring well. It's not a year for keepers yet. No. You have nobody keeping clean sheets. The highest scoring goalkeeper at the moment is Vicario. 5.1. Who nobody talked about. Followed by Ariola, Leno, Becker, Ederson, Jose San, Neto. And that's from, 20, from Vicario down to Neto is six points in the difference. There is no outstanding keeper yet. There's not. And I don't think there will be for a while. But see, my, my keeper dilemma is now Sam Johnson and Dean Henderson. Yeah, well, what will happen? So that's where my dilemma is. Like even keepers. Now, if I pick, would I just play him? Just, I wouldn't even worry Pickford about it. Pickford is five points at the moment, which is crap. Yeah. But you only, like, if you had picked Vicar- Vicario, you're only 16.7. It's yeah. a long way back from that. I thought about bringing Evan Ferguson. He's absolutely bring him in. His price is going to rocket. He, he's now injured. If I had brought mm. him in, I'd be going, you're an idiot. It's be patient. Don't do knee jerk reactions. Yeah, mine is just I, I hate my team. <laughs> I 
It's just like I don't even look at it. It's just like, ugh, just. But it's not. It is like I Johnson need to get rid of right. I have double Chelsea defence who can't be trusted. I have a stupid and about to go into a horror run of fixtures. Rashford who's not who's, who's semi delivering. Saka like that one one like like that. Salah you're just getting no bonus points. Eze they're doing stuff but not doing stuff. Bailey who's just get okay, out. I, Bailey was a mistake. Yeah. Salah, Saka, Eze, Rashford. Nothing wrong with him. No. Bailey, Jackson need to go. Yeah. Right, I need to get rid of Bailey and Jackson. So, but you see, I'm taking the risk then of no keeper. Well, let's talk about them. Is it time to welter? That's what we see. Right. So, wild card. Now, we did get a message about this about having two wild cards. Yeah, David Brighton and Texas saying, you know, there's a wild card before Christmas. And of course, we know that. But why were you advocating not using it? Okay, because the strategy is this. If I wildcard now in game week four, there's going to be double game weeks. And you have got a free hit for one double game week. Okay. But you want to be able to set your team up later on in the season. Because the double game weeks never happen until late 20, game week 20s. Okay. A little later. So you want to be able to lay out your game week to take into account of these. So you want to be doing it strategically so you can plan moves. So if I do my wildcard now, I literally have to get nearly 20 game weeks out of that team. But then you have your second wildcard. But the second wildcard, oh yeah, I want to hold that wildcard. So in an ideal world, you're happy with your team right now. Mm-hmm. When is your ideal time to use your two wildcards? My what the ideal time would be for around game week, is it game week 18, when Man City, just before the last week, because Man City, so I'm I'm away, City they're away. And, and, the, and the second one? And the, so, so you'd use a wildcard just before you had to. Yeah. And then you would use your second one then around game week 23, 24. Okay. Or whenever they, the double game weeks are announced. And what about your free hit? You'll have that then for the, ga- the game week 30. For the crap game week. They are, or the game week 30s later on, yeah. Okay. I just think if you're, you're, you're giving away such a powerful thing. But like, you have to weigh up in points. And like, my team is rubbish. So I, I might have no choice but to game week. Or okay, to well, wildcard. Let's look at the players people have been bringing in. So there's a bit of a curse after coming up. So the highest transferred in players every week have been terrible. So after week one, the player people brought in the most was Chilwell. He scored a point. Second highest brought in was Embuemo. He scored two points. L- last week it was Sterling. He scored two points. This week so far it's Son. It's going to show you can't go chasing last week's points. Oh no, we've, now, we've said that from the start. I think Chilwell, Embuemo and Sterling, well... Maybe Sterling not so much, but Chilham and Mbwemo are decent people to bring in permanently. Son, I think, with the way things have gone now, could be an awakening. But the danger of playing a wildcard at this stage is you're picking players who have already done well and might not necessarily do so going forward. It, I, I like that. It's only four games in. But I just look at my team and it's like, like I even hate the name of my team now. <laughs> because it's Man United. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to look at changing that. <laughs> so might, might change my look as well. Change your jersey. Change yeah. everything. So uh, I, I, it's it's like like Brantway's injured. Not that it matters. Like like if I was See, to, that's what I'm talking. So Brantway for Gusto is a fairly is a is a better return. Yeah, I'm looking at Obama for Archer, 0.5 million. So yeah. if, if I was, for example, this game week, I'd have. See, I don't know if Johnson's going to play against Villa. Yeah, Chilwell Gusto double defense against Bournemouth. Okay, I would take a chance on that. A stupid against Man United, his attacking returns, he could get something. Rashford against Brighton will have chances. Yeah. Saka against Everton will have chances. Sal against Wolves 
fair enough. Eze against Villa. And then I've got Haaland. And it's just then, if I replaced, say, for example, um, Mubama. If I did a double transfer, Bailey and Mubama, and brought in Awaniwi and someone else. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Or, sorry, if I replaced Jackson and Bailey, I could bring in, say, like a Bowen and an Awaniwi. Yeah. I think the good thing so, about this so is we I, have time to think about it. When I, when I do look at it like that and I think about it logically and systematically, I'm going, a four-point hit and suddenly I have a decent team there. Yeah. Because I'd have 7.5. So if I went to look at my 7.5 mid, mid, million midfielders, um, I could get, even I could go to an Alvarez or something like that yeah. as my second forward. It's, it's, it's not the worst. Like I, two players Surgery can be done. Even if I have to take, take a minus eight, yeah. I could bring in three good players. I, I, at the minute, I'm kind of cursing the double Chelsea defence, but against Bournemouth, you know, Chelsea, they were direct G, they were very unlucky against Forest as well. Yeah. And we could be talking a whole different story. And like that, I could look in a week's time, Chilwell, Gusto have delivered, Stupid's delivered, and I'm going, great defenders. Yeah. Rashford, so Saki, Salah, and they could all come good. And I'm going, what was I worried about? But they might not. Right, let's go and look at our leagues. So, first of all, I suppose if you talk about Copper Mungi, the leader of our Insta League, uh, Kenny 11 who had a magnificent, a magnificent, I, I would love to get this high in the world, 127 points, 431st in the world, out of 9,752,021 people. Some score. It's amazing. Well, Carl, we, we salute you. That is incredible. Crack and score. Now, you, you use your bench boost. <laughs> I would have thought you were bad beforehand. But this game is all about chance and luck, and you that's rose to luck. Exactly, it. You, you can't criticize someone's because everyone's entitled to play it their way, yeah. and that's. And I think as well after last week, so Cahill is chip happy, loves his chips. He played his triple captain last week with Haaland and got a missed penalty. He got twelve points for it, so his luck was out with that one. But this week, like one hundred twenty-seven points, lads, pull bus. Yeah, hell of a score. Rest of the Insta League feel a little bit sorry for all the King's men. Brain King, who had uh, hundred and seven points, he had he Haaland, Alvarez, and Son. Uh, oh, nice! Ex- yeah, excluding chips, he's the highest scorer, so that brought him up to eighth in the table. Uh, pressure's getting to Andy Boylan, so Andy was leading for two weeks, and he made a strange one this week. Andy, get in touch. He brought in Archer, and he brought in Sterling. And he got rid of Rashford and he got rid of Joe Pedro. So he cost himself four points. Sterling is cheaper than Rashford. He brought in Ash- Ra- Archer and then he left him on the bench. So I suppose what's curious about it is he cost himself four points to bench a player. Now look, had it, Archer scored 12 points. So I, I do feel sorry for him. Mm. But why would you bring in someone and bench them and cost yourself four points? And it's not as if Archer has incredible game weeks coming up. Very strange one. Andy, reach out. Is the pressure getting to you when you were top of the table for two weeks and you're clutching at straws? We don't know. Get in touch I think and let us know. could listen to Billy. And that was the problem. Possibly. Don't don't listen to him, Andy. He knows nothing about football. And then uh, the unlucky ones probably kicking themselves repeatedly. You have Kevin Hilliard, Mickey Brennan and Andy Faulkner who all had Evan Ferguson on their bench with 17 Ooh. points. That's why I don't have a bench because I, I can't bear oh, that. nasty. Um to see him doing so well and to be annoyed because he's sitting on your bench, that that kind of stings a bit. It sure does. What about the Twitter league? How did the Shark get on this week? He had 72 points, so he's a total of 200. Same points. as me? Yep. 
So he had, who did he have? He'd obviously Haaland as captain. Wissa didn't live for him. He got his goal from Madison. Uh, Saka with his assist. He got Salah. And um, none of his defenders delivered. So an average week. He had an average week. And he had his goalkeeper Turner sitting on the bench who got him five points. Yeah. But again, how could you predict that against... Even the Shark couldn't see a clean sheet for them coming. No, definitely um, not. Robbie's keen. Brian O'Neill had the second highest score. I know Brian. Right. He's a good friend of mine. Brian isn't taking this seriously at all, he says. And mm. is more interested in the NFL fantasy. But there he is sitting with Darwin Nunes, Haaland, Salah, Rice, Alexander-Arnold. And he'd Archer on the bench as well. So Brian, you may be pretending you're t- not taking that seriously, but we see through you. And I want to think, yeah, it's a, it's a good time to reset game week four and start hitting green arrows. As I said, I've been kind of average or above average points-wise every week. It's just it, I just need to have a look at the team and see what what can be done. There's a little bit of surgery. I might have to take a minus four or minus eight. Yeah. And I think this year with the transfer, what I've been noticing is it's not that difficult to get it right to make up that minus four. Four points doesn't seem to be that much because there's so many players scoring good. Like. And the players that you want to bring in, I mean... It's a tough one. I, I'm looking at getting rid of one of my United midfielders. I have Fernandes and Rashford. Very difficult to know who to get rid of. I, I think mean, United are a club in turmoil at the moment. You have, you have all the stuff with the Glazers. You have Anthony. You have you have Mason Greenwood. Like It's a basket case. It's actually it's hard to support them with the crap that they're going through. So maybe but what might be best for me is to get rid of my United players altogether and kind of cut my losses there. But there are so many options. I mean, I get rid of Rashford and Fernandes. If you go to Salah, I know he's going to do well, so I can bring him in. I can buff up my, my strikers. There's so much. It's again, we've said this, there's so many options this year. It's the most amount of options it is. and affordable options I've ever seen. And that's what, what I think. If you're looking at the leagues, that's what I like about it. You could make up 30 or 40 points on any given way week because there's so many choices and differentials and things like that. Look at so, Brian King, there are 107 points. That's, uh, do you know what? I looked at that and I thought, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Because no one had seen And you could pick a player there. Like, all it's going to take, like, I was hoping on Sunday, Ezzy might score two or three goals. Yeah. But you, you bring in someone that has like that has the potential. I, like, I really don't know. It really annoys me. I don't know what I was thinking with the whole Bailey transfer. I think sometimes we're, because we have this podcast and we want people to think we know what we're doing, we're looking for the outrageous and for the extraordinary. But Bailey's not outrageous. Ah, he is a little bit rubby in it's, comparison no, to what's available there. It's no, no. What, what, like, like some would have been a good move because it's, it's. But in hindsight. But like there was no like when I think back to Bailey, there was no if I actually applied any logic to it, his place was always in doubt. <laughs> you know, I just got swayed by, and I was warned. It was just a ridiculous, and it really kind of it's still annoying me, because it was such. I, I if I if I thought about it, I had other options. Okay, let's look forward. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a mix. We're going to do a look back and Q and A episode. Now we're going to look forward to the next season. We have the international break at the moment, so we'll have a look and see who's injured, who's not injured. We we'll monitor the Ferguson situation. We put it out there in our socials about any questions people have. We we'll do a bit of discussion. And we'll we had we I I got to say it was an idea I got from. One of the lads, he, he happened to say, he, he said that if a player gives away a penalty, they should actually have a minus two points. Yeah. You know, if you score an OG or yeah. something. So is there any, I just want to put this out there. 
Is there any rule change do you think that might make the game a bit interesting? Where maybe you know, if a defensive midfield or something yeah, that they could get an extra, one, yeah. that, that they could get an extra point. Maybe a, a, a defensive midfielder if he's classed as a defensive midfielder, they get an extra point for a clean sheet, so they get two points. Automatic five bonus points for a hat trick. So, so, something like that that, that rewards yeah. or penalises. So you know you get sent off, you get the other point. But there's nothing else they get the duck points for. Or how would you improve the game? Just different ways, different suggestions. I don't want to say any because I want to leave it open. Let's see what people come back with. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, as we said at the start. We love. We've given out great advice, but maybe we'll start listening to it now. I think the test will be if Robbie brings in Owen Ely for next week. We can have to know. Uh, we finish every week with a question. Last week's question was who has the highest number of Premier League appearances after James Madison, and is of course actually not so young anymore. Um, who got in touch with us? Joe Tierney, uh, friend of the show, Ray McNally, with his Chilwell captaincy. He got in touch. She got it right. A few people got it right. It was a, it was a relatively easy one. This week's one um, with three hat tricks this week: Ferguson's son and Hallen, of course. Uh, there have been six Irish Premier League hat-tricks. Keane has three of them. R- Robbie Keane, obviously. Ferguson has one. Who has the other two? Who are the other two players to score Premier League hat-tricks? Uh, one is relatively easy. One is very difficult. So see how you get on. Have a think about it so you can come up with it. Drop us a line on Twitter and Instagram and let us know. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter. We are I Bloody Love FPL. Uh, if you know anybody who's involved in fantasy football who hasn't heard the podcast... Tag them on us. Get the word out. Let people listen to us. Yeah, please share the word. Share the word. Um, yeah, James Madison, I'm having that. I really have to think about him now. <laughs> He's proven me wrong. He's proven you wrong again and again. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for us. We will be back next week. Uh, we will chat to you then. And that's from you, Robbie. No, that's it. I'm looking well. This weekend, it's like it's like it's, it's like an empty void. But is it a week of peace? Are you glad of it? Or are you? No, I'm not it? glad of it. I wanted more. Like it's, it's you love the game. I want it every weekend. You know, it's that high when you do have a great week. You're just hoping this is the, going to be the week. Yeah. So I'm just can't wait to get back on the horse and let's reset and let's See. get some go, have a good week. Okay. Okay. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the international break. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening.